At least the black SUV continued down Madison. That was a small relief. Her hand shook as she dialed Colin's work number. Come on, hurry. I need to talk to my husband, she muttered through the subsequent ringing. Finally, Misty, the receptionist with the frizzy red hair, picked up. Scoville Potter and Clay Law Offices? Misty, this is Tiffany Bell. Is my husband there? Let me see. There was a long pause. Then she came back on the line. He's in a meeting. Will you get him for me? He's with the boss. As a new hire only a year out of law school, Colin had to be careful to keep the other lawyers happy, especially Walter Scoville, the most senior of the senior partners. But nothing was more important than this. I'm sorry, it's an emergency. Oh, is everything okay? Hoping to stanch the tears burning behind her eyes, Tiffany blinked repeatedly. His, um, his mother fell and, and she's hurt. Colin hated his mother, wouldn't have walked across the street to see her even if she was on her deathbed, but most people didn't know that. It wasn't something he typically shared. They both knew what other people would think if they heard him calling his mother the names he used. I feel terrible, the receptionist said. I'll get him for you. The stoplight ahead turned red, and traffic in front of Tiffany began to slow. She studied the intersection, wondering if she could switch into the right-hand turn lane or catch a green arrow on the left, anything to avoid coming to a complete stop. But too many vehicles blocked the way. She had no choice but to wait for the light. Biting her lip, she eased her foot onto the brake and let her breath go only when she didn't hear a peep from Rover. Did that mean he died? Tiffany, why are you calling? At the sound of her husband's voice, she lost the battle she'd been fighting with her emotions. As she wiped the tears rolling down her cheeks, she saw the man in the truck next to her staring and averted her eyes. It's Rover, she whispered into the phone. What's wrong? He's alive. What? He's alive. He can't be. He is. He's in the trunk, banging around and crying for help. Then pull over and take care of it. Here? In the middle of Fair Oaks? Shit. No, of course not. He was silent for a few seconds. What street are you on? I'm heading south on Hazel, trying to reach Highway 50. Wait until you get out of town, then pull over and deal with the problem. She'd figured out that much. It was what came next that made her uneasy. What do you mean, deal with the problem? He kept his response low. Just what I said. Finish the job. Kill Rover? Herself? Her stomach flip-flopped at the thought. The boy had been Colin's toy. The cleanup should be Colin's job. But... I don't have a weapon. Use a piece of wood or, or a rock if you have to. It's not hard. Tiffany's jaw went slack. How had what had started out as a little fun grown into this? Sometimes, lying awake at night, 
She couldn't believe how badly their lives were spinning out of control, and yet she didn't know how to stop it. Colin didn't even want to try. He was too addicted to the adrenaline rush, to the sexual excitement, to the power, and he'd sucked her in with him by repeating the same old promise. Just one more time. I'll quit after this. Now, she wasn't only participating in a peripheral way, she was tying up his loose ends. You're kidding, right? You know I don't have the nerve for... for... that. You don't have a choice. The light turned green. The guy in the truck next to her gave her an appreciative smile as they both accelerated, but she wasn't worried that he'd suspect her of any wrongdoing. Rover hadn't made a sound for several minutes. But... Do it, or I swear to God, Tiffany. He didn't finish. He didn't have to.